right, welcome back. Episode 77 of the Young Old Heads podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tommy, aka TV Sports Cards, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Max, aka Cards Max, aka Cards Max, New Year's edition. Cards Max, how are you doing? I'm doing great. New Year, same me. 2024, new vision, 2024 vision. And I'm visioning a new Max to come on this podcast. Yes, uh, we're lucky to be joined today by another Max. And thus, Cards Max will be Cards Max this whole episode. Max, thanks for joining us at Certified Cards. Yeah, thanks for having me. On social media. Yeah, it's great to have you. Where are you coming from today? Gig Harbor, Washington. So our south of Seattle. Sweet, sweet. Uh, love the Pacific Northwest. We've had Logan on as a guest twice before. So uh, our apologies for <laughs> letting that happen. Um, I feel like that is a little disrespectful. Yep. <laughs> uh, but you are, Max, you're probably one of the most mentioned people on this podcast because you're so active uh, and so involved with what Cards Max is up to on a day to day. But I've been just seeing you ripping a ton of the new products. And I, we've just been. Before this episode started, we were just talking about the product of the year declared in the first week of January, uh, the World Baseball Classic boxes. What, mm-hmm. uh, what, what's been drawing you to those? What, what's been your favorite part of that product? Yep. We actually uh, we got a box right here that I might rip on the uh, <laughs> podcast, but um, I just I think it's a solid product. It got released at eighty bucks a box, so you know there's not a whole lot of boxes out there that are eighty bucks a box where you get one auto, and then usually there's a couple of color in each box. And um, you know, if you rip a case of it, twelve boxes in a case, usually um, you get a bunch of low numbered cards. I think the last case that I ripped, I ended up getting four or five cards numbered to ten or less, and then a bunch of like low numbered autos and stuff. And obviously, there's the Otani chases too. And so that's always fun. Yeah, Cards Max, uh, what have you been seeing about this product on the timeline and out there? Are you intrigued at all? I heard you might even want to rip a box yourself. That's pretty rare for Cards Max. Mm. I just feel like it's an extremely, immeasurably high dank to dollar ratio because it's, correct me if I'm wrong, game used patches and relics, short auto checklist. It's a change of pace from your typical MLB licensing, and it's hard just not to enjoy national pride. <laughs> yeah, what's the what's the randomest card that you've pulled and the coolest card? Maybe the coolest one to start from that from that product so far. I mean, there's a bunch of random stuff from it. I mean, you got I mean, obviously you got, you know, USA, Dominican Republic, and Japan where you got all the big players, Otani, Trout, and all that kind of stuff. And then on the flip side of it though, you also got the kind of the random stuff where you got, you know, Czech Republic, who's a bunch of I think the dude that struck out Otani in the WBC is in the product. And there's also a couple other kind of random things. And then um, like, there's just players like Vladimir Ballantin. Like he's a former Mariner dude that was like 40 something years old. That's playing in the WBC. So there's, I mean, there's fun stuff like that, but there's also um, obviously like the big hits and stuff. And the, the auto checklist is pretty solid. So nice. All right. Well, I love world baseball classic cards. I kind of wish this product came out sooner um, I figure it's probably because they took Wander off every checklist, right? Wander's not in this. Nope. Wander yeah. is in this. Oh, he yeah. is. Yeah. Wow. I, I pulled one yesterday when I opened up some boxes. What was your reaction? Uh, I was like, oh, there's the uh, good old Wander again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I pulled, I ripped one of those those boxes that they put out during the World Baseball Classic. I forget what they ended yeah. up calling that product. But that product, 
considerably considerably underwhelming compared to this new World Baseball Classic product. I wonder what the the thought process was there on creating a whole nother one. I think that one was just kind of more like a tops now kind of get it out. They they've had sticker autos. Obviously, there's sticker autos in this, but this one was more kind of um, geared towards the game used stuff because in this set they have all the game used base cards, and then they have bases and like actual physical bases, not just like <laughs> base cards. But um, and then there's all of <laughs> there's all of the uh, um, you know good autos, and then the the game used patch cards are probably the biggest um like chase for that i think otani's one i remember seeing a sale on it the other day like his out of five one did like seven or eight grand or something stupid like that and that's from an 80 dollar box so you don't really see that too often no no you don't um they those patch autos in the product really remind me of those 2014 tops chrome patch autos max that you used that you had one like a trout or something oh my bad cards max cards max you uh you had a few of those patches that we talked about a while ago, right? Those those look very similar in design and dankness to me. Yeah, except they're literally from the World Baseball Classic this time, which makes them cooler in the moment. Maybe the allure will fade over the years or when there's the next World Baseball Classic. But getting a Team Japan Otani uniform is a prospect that's very alluring for anyone. Yeah. And if I'm not wrong, I think these are the first World Baseball Classic patch autos that were not in like a more widely released product. Like I think in the past it's been like Tribute and they did Dynasty, I think, in another year. Um, I was kind of surprised that they held all these relics and patches from the World Baseball Classic for this product and didn't like I sprinkle them in throughout the year and other stuff. But, eh, you know, they got people excited about it. Um, I think it's cool. So. Top, props to tops. We we shit on tops a lot, so we got to give them some prep, some <laughs> some props for a cool product. I love the 06 tops inserts in it. Um, They're so I, clean. Was the first World Baseball Classic 06? Is that kind of why they did it? Maybe. I'm not sure. That would make sense, but yeah, I'm not sure on that. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I think it was 2017. Max, not cards. Max. I also there's another product that you've been ripping a ton of that I am intrigued by. Um, is one that I have ripped in the past, decided not to rip it this year due to just Christmas bills piling up on me. But uh, I saw you ripping a ton of Topps Chrome Update Sapphire. Uh, what, what's the thought process behind that? Why, why is that a product you love so much? I mean, the big thing this year, as you know, different from previous years, you get it's a short checklist. So there's only 31 players on the checklist, I believe, 31, 32, something like that. Um, but you get one autograph. For as far as the autograph checklist, that is. And then you get one autograph number to 199 or less. And then you get like three or four parallels per box, which are out of 50 or less. So you get tons of color and it's a short checklist. So you're going to get pretty much a good player every box. So Sweet. Well, I yeah, I mean, I feel like the Chrome update was getting a lot of hype for those debut patches. I feel like Sapphire kind of came in under the radar almost this year um cards they, they printed no, they ahead. printed so much of the the chrome update sapphire like not the sapphire this is the regular chrome update i think because like it was i remember like you know a hobby box you're only going to get like one parallel or something as compared to this stuff it's loaded but <laughs> yeah ridiculous can... yeah <laughs> i mean i i feel like tops is uh the chrome update absolutely blasting it to the moon with retail and hobby hobby and jumbo hobby as opposed to its historical just retail mega box releases a little 
little annoying and the fact that they like increased the refractor run cards max i feel like didn't we did we talk about this already how they didn't make the refractors numbered in chrome update i don't think we discussed it but yeah that was that pissed me off a little bit like i feel like the cool thing about chrome update was that like the base refractors were numbered and like all the parallels were pretty rare to hit and then you get just like dump a ton of purple refractors as the most common one but we'll see what they do going forward <laughs> um I just wanted to make sure we'd hit on the two major things that certified cards incorporated has been up to lately because <laughs> it's just been flooding my my Twitter feed. I refuse to call it X feed. Um, and <laughs> I haven't ripped any of it, so I wanted to see what was up. But can you give a more formal introduction here, Max, to who you are as a collector? Maybe maybe end it with why you're on the podcast, what you're up to nowadays. But everyone who's been on the on the podcast has had to give some some origin story to themselves so here's here's the floor for you yep i appreciate it so i am max of course you guys already know that but um i started probably collecting with my brother back in 2012 and that was back when he was you know a little bit younger and stuff and back then it was just kind of you know i'd rip a few boxes for my birthday or christmas or whatever and then um from there i kind of started buying and selling stuff um you know through ebay and stuff and then um fast forward to 2018 is kind of when i started to do the you know quote unquote certified sports cards sort of kind of starting to try to make a, a brand out of it more and so i you know made a twitter instagram um i made a website in 2018 as well and then um i kind of started to do some little kind of grab bag things and then i started to do some breaks back in uh 20 early 2019 so just kind of made it from there. So, so you've been, you've been, you were in before 2020. You're way well before COVID <laughs> collector. Yeah. Yeah. 2012, I kind of started getting into it a lot. Um, and then the thing that really brought me in like full force was um, I was a huge uh, Chris Bryant fan and stuff. And so I'd follow them, um, follow the Cubs kind of, I'd always follow kind of minor league guys, but when they would come through, they came through Tacoma, the Tacoma Rainiers and stuff. And then, I kind of got some stuff signed and then I pulled um, a Chris Bryant first Bowman autograph from 2014 Bowman. And so that kind of hooked me and I was like, oh, because at the time that was like a three to four hundred dollar card. And, you know, back then in 2014, that's a, you know, that's pretty expensive for 2014 times, especially when you're, you know, like a 15 year old kid or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Cards Max, were you ever in on the the Chris Bryant hype? You weren't really collecting at that time, right? The 2016-15 oh, era. Oh, you're so wrong. I so was collecting. I just wasn't rich enough <laughs> to be able to afford these Chris Bryant cards. Yeah. I remember ripping packs of Bowman and then just hoping for the first Chromes just out of dreaming of what they could be worth someday. And that's part of the prospecting dream. Sure. The I, prospecting dream. The prospecting dream. But Max, is Chris Bryant one of those guys, though? He has one of those weird first Bowman things that we love to talk about. Like, which Chrome yeah. Auto did you pull? Was it the one with the logo? Or was it was the first one that doesn't have the logo? It was the one with the logo. So, yeah, what you're talking about is he has one in 2013 Bowman, but those were actually released in, like, 2014 products, which is weird. Like, you could pull his 2013 Bowman Chrome Autograph in, like, 2014 Bowman Inception, I remember, because I remember um seeing like one in a break and some other stuff like that but yeah i pulled the one uh 2014 bowman the first bowman auto or first bowman auto in quotations 
we love shit like that. That's what it's all about. The the weird random facts about first Bowmans and uh, rookie cards, etc. But um, all right. Well, I feel like we got a good idea. You started in 2012. It's always been baseball for you. You're you. I rarely see you get into other stuff. Yeah, I kind of mostly do baseball. It's like 90% baseball, but every now and then I'll do um, some football and stuff. Like I think a couple of days ago, I ripped one of those um, 2023 Bowman's Best University Breakers Delight cases and stuff because I thought those were kind of fun. Um, but yeah, mostly kind of mainly baseball though. Makes sense. What was the first case you ever ripped for yourself? What was the first box box I ever ripped? Is that I said case, but either or. Oh, first case. Um, I mean, back in – I have an interesting story back in 2012. So 2012, when you first got into collecting, um, it was the first year of Prism Basketball. So 20 – or, you know, 2012 Prism Basketball, first year of it. Um, me and my brother went to the, the card shop for Christmas and stuff. We're picking out a Christmas gift. And I walk into the shop and we're like, do we want Panini Prestige basketball, which you get four hits, you get two patch cards and two autographs. Um, or should we go like this new whatever prism product that's 70 bucks. So it's cheaper than Panini Prestige. I'm like, why would I want this prism basketball product when you could have a prestige box where you get more autographs and more relics? Like that's the easy call. So we, I, we each got like three boxes of prestige never got any boxes of prism until like a couple of years later or something like that. But it's always funny looking back, um, like what stuff was worth more and what, you know, <laughs> all that kind of stuff like that. Do you remember like the first big card that you pulled or first card that you pulled where you're like, Oh, this is sick. Like I'm in now, like on it. I mean, it would probably be what I talked about earlier, the Chris Bryant thing that was yeah. three or 400 bucks. Um, I mean, I wasn't ripping a whole lot of boxes, <laughs> nothing like I do now, but we just kind of do it, you know, every now and then um, my brother would probably rip more boxes than I would back when you we were kind of growing up and stuff. But um, what other big pulls? Is your brother a part of certified sports cards or is he kind of doing his own thing? He's, he's doing his own thing. He collects cards and stuff, but he's more kind of like just collects it, not like kind of collecting and buying and selling and everything like that. So is, is Sam what we call a true collector, your brother? Yes, he was. He's what you call a, a true collector. <laughs> is he a depressed Mariners collector, or is he expand his reach beyond the Pacific uh, Northwest? You know what? Yeah, it's it's pretty much Mariners, Mariners, and then some Huskies and bunch of kind of Pacific Northwest kind of stuff. So, I mean, he also has this kind of fun stuff and other, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I will say back on what you were talking about earlier. Now I'm looking over to my side. Um, there's a bunch of. For whatever reason, my brother kept on pulling these uh, Mike Trout autographs. So he only ripped, you know, a handful of boxes. But when we were growing up, I think he pulled five or six Mike Trout autos out of, you know, we weren't ripping a whole lot of boxes either. So it was just crazy. Like, for whatever reason, the amount of <laughs> Mike Trout oh, yeah, autos. Same. I did that too. Yeah, yeah. me too. Casual, <laughs> casual five, six Trout autos. That's pretty great. Cards, Max, do you remember how you and Max first got connected in the, the card world? Um, I, I mean, in a more formal sense, I, me and Logan and a few others were such room for the national and Max was someone who I interacted with, you know, sometimes on Twitter, but never really knew personally. And my spending the 2021 national with Max as a roommate and just as a friend to cruise around Atlantic city with started that unbreakable bond. 
I think that was I think 2021 was Chicago. Yeah. But yes, you are correct on that. Wow. Bond broken. Well, yeah. Jeez. If you if you survive the 2022 national in Atlantic City, like I feel like that's a bond that runs pretty. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting experience to say the least. So, Max, are you as what Cards Max refers to as Cards full time? Is that is this your full time gig? I see you very active. I'd be kind of surprised if you had another gig going on. Yeah, I, I, you know, coming out of college, I kind of thought I was going to put my door in, you know, something else, and then also do cards. But um, it's just kind of going well with you know breaks and PSA stuff and all that everything. So I ended up just kind of doing it full time, and it's been it's been solid. So are you, are you one of those people, are you traveling around a lot? I, I don't see you traveling too much, but I definitely see you at shows a lot. Are you figure you buy a lot of shows? Are you going out of the Pacific Northwest to source or are you mainly sourcing at shows and online? You know, Max, Max tries to get me to go to some more shows. Um, I do, I do like to go to shows and everything, but um, yeah, probably don't do as many card shows as cards, Max. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll go to Dallas every, you know, four months or something. And then I'll always go to the national. And then, um, we have a local card show that's like twice, twice a month at Pacific Northwest. Um, that it's not the best card show, but you can at least pick up some stuff. I, this, oh, this weekend, I went to that one as well. Um, and got kind of some fun stuff. So cool. Wait, cards, Max, were you in Vegas? Did I skip over the fact that you went to Vegas? I did. Was, I was at Vegas this week. What was what was up? How'd it go? Um, I had some questionable black blackjack betting tactics, um, but the show itself was fine. It was predominantly TCG and Pokemon. Um, there wasn't too much sports going on, and I don't have too many fun pickups to write home about from there. But uh, I explored another area of the country and bought more baseball cards. What's your what's the thoughts on Vegas? That was your first time there. What what are your thoughts? Don't gamble. <laughs> don't gamble. <laughs> I won. I'm up on top, but don't gamble. Yeah, you told me before that you're up on sports gambling now. I, I can't Yeah, I, it's cool. Well, what's been your biggest bet? Just tease the people a little bit. Give them Oh, I just something. do like daily fantasy sports, prize picks, whatever. I just put the whatever many five picks, six picks, whatever. And I, I just win more than I lose. Just opt in into winning more than losing. Just like when you're selling a car, just opt into making money on it. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Well, what's it? What's the next show? Is Dallas coming up? Um, Dallas is my next show. That's in about, actually, I'd probably be flying a week from today or a week from two days from now on Thursday, having a jam packed weekend of 2024 truly beginning because there's been a lot of rest not on rest, but just literal rest over the past two to three weeks, I feel like in the sports card world. And I think there's going to be a lot of activity over the new 2023 Prism release. A lot of talk about the newest rookies, baseball, hopefully reviving into spring training mode. And I'm excited. One product I'm excited about coming up is Bowman U basketball. It seems like there might be lebron james autographs in this product or at least there was a tease earlier last year of a dual auto with Bronny james and lebron and now it came out official that lebron is signing with fanatics did you guys see this post i saw that people were trying to read between the lines on his contract to see new things was there anything that we could learn from from the post or was it just a post what do you guys think 
Yeah. I mean, I, for me, I, I barely saw it on uh, on Twitter and stuff, but I did see that. Yeah, that LeBron did sign with um, Fanatics, and it it would be interesting to see how kind of things, um, not only selling, but um, how it also affects his previous autographs for Upper Deck and you know stuff he's already signed. But it would be interesting if he starts signing um, with Fanatics, which would kind of open it up the door to. Um, what what my ultimate goal would be to like see like a LeBron tops Chrome auto or something something like cool like that. I know it, it you'd probably start him out with like Bowman U or something, but if they were to make like a tops Chrome basketball product, like in like a cool uniform with an auto or something, I think that'd be really cool. But maybe that's just my. I feel like from it... collecting back when Tom basketball and everything was. Yeah, I. I don't know. LeBron's never had a Topps autograph card, so that'll be cool to see that regardless. I mean, maybe he'll play until Topps Topps regains the NBA license. It seems like the legal battles are kind of in up in the air, right? Like, I feel like I haven't heard much since that like NFLPA thing where they were like, all right, we're we're canceling this contract with Panini. They can't make football cards anymore. And then now it just seems like it's kind of stuck in the legal limbo so i guess we'll just kind of have to see on that mm-hmm. but uh, yeah i didn't see the full contract details i know the there's a picture of lebron reading the contract and the contract itself is translucent and some people have been able to decipher some of the words and i've seen some rumors as to what those could be but i don't know i can't articulate those rumors well enough i don't know the rumors well enough and i personally have not had any deductions from the contract yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, one of the main reasons why, Max, your name has been mentioned so many times on this podcast is because you have created some of my favorite video content of all time, which is Cards Max doing RCR reviews or reveals <laughs> at card shows. These are some of the yeah. best videos that have ever been made. Um, how deep into the grading game are you? I, you kind of teased that at the beginning, but... What sort of volume are you moving, or if, if you are comfortable talking about it? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. What do you like um, to grading game? So, I mean, right now, I my main thing is prepping cards for people. So, um, usually, right now, I'm probably prepping like four to five hundred cards a month. To well, maybe it's sometimes more than that, but kind of fluctuates. Like this month. Um, like December, I think I prepped like 1500 total cards for people, but sometimes it'll only be like 200 or something like that. But, um, as far as shipping out to PSA, like my personal cards, probably like four or 500 cards, um, every few months or something. And then everyone else's cards, you know, (laughs) like I was kind of saying before. Yeah. How, how did people get in touch with you to give you their cards to grade? Is this something that's like an open website submission process or are you just getting infinite DMs from people being like, hey, can I send you this? Can I send you this? I mean, back in like 2020, I used to kind of advertise it more like, hey, I'm doing group submissions. Hey, I'm doing, um, you know, card prep and everything. But I kind of stopped doing that just because I got overwhelmed. I got to a point where, you know, I had just stacks and stacks and stacks of cards and it was, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, happy with the tr- my turnaround times or anything like that. So I don't really advertise it anymore, but um, yeah, I mean, if someone reaches out to me and says, Hey, would you be able to prep some cards and stuff? Usually I can kind of help them out with that. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so I'm, you, 
Go ahead, Cardmax. I'm currently in a battle to try and convince Tommy to grade more oddball fun cards because they look more interesting and can yield more enjoyment in a PSA slab. I know you have a Steve Carell card that you sent to grade with PSA. So what are some of the most fun cards that you've sent for grading submissions? I mean, I've, <laughs> I've had some fun ones. A couple of years ago, I graded, uh, I think Will, Will Ferrell has a Dynasty Auto. Um, I grabbed one of those for someone and I got a 10. So I thought that was kind of a fun one. Yeah. Um, and then there's just, there's just always some kind of fun oddball stuff. Um, have you ever had stuff like get rejected? Saying, but... anything get rejected from PSA that was like, oh, we won't grade this card because we don't know the set or any of that stuff. I know that that comes. Yeah. I mean, time. I mean that, that happens all the time. Um, I mean, not all the time, but you know, if you're sending, I mean, how many cards do I send a year? Probably like 6,000 cards or something, or something per year, like you're going to get some random stuff that doesn't, um, you know, like doesn't have a checklist or doesn't have something like that. But yeah, that's, that's, that's my favorite shit. Um, but you weren't submitting cards in 2012 when you're ripping prestige boxes. Like what was the process of getting into grading? Was this just <laughs> you going to card shops and shows and being like, well, I want some of these graded cards or was it more of a like later, later in the game situation? I started grading with BGS because back then actually, um, like 2013, 2014 BGS, like actually sold more than PSA, which is funny because people like the subgrades, people like everything like that. Um, so I'd always grade like my Bowman autos, um, like 2014, 2015 stuff through BGS. And then I started doing PSA like in 20. 18 2019 and then from there i just kind of mainly do um psa unless i kind of want to send something to bgs for subgrades makes sense cards max you got a submission in recently that you you teased on the timeline with some pc cards were I you did. max pc down? cards mm. yeah yeah i know because i'm the ultimate true collector um three of the cards <laughs> that came back that were fun to receive back was a Giancarlo Esposito Leaf Pop Century Auto out of five, who is Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. And as I've delved into the Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul universe, it's one arguably, no, probably outright my favorite show. Not that that's important. But I got that as a PSA 10. I got my Phil Hughes signed 2000 whatever year rookie card, archives auto one of one, slabbed as a PSA 9. <laughs> I got my college quarterbacks prism black finite one of one slabbed as a PSA nine. So those will be more fun to own in PSA holders. And for what I was at $15 a card, just fun little, uh, you know, tabletop desk, you know, paperweights. Yeah. <laughs> I love to see the PC on the timeline. Certi is there a certified sports cards PC? Yeah. We talked a lot about you making, making moves in the card world, but is there anything that is protected in the vault? It's the funny thing with my PC, like everything is probably like $50 and below. It's like random obscure Mariner players like Franklin Gutierrez and even like just kind of random like stuff that makes me kind of laugh more or just kind of funny cards or anything like that. Um, It's more kind of like binder cards. I got a couple of binders that I'll, if I find like a funny card or something that like reminds me of growing up or something, then I'll, I'll throw it in the binder. And that's basically kind of like my, my PC. I love it. I love it. Obviously, I love the binder move. Are, are we talking, we're talking 
three ring hundred page binders here. Are we talking those like thin ones? Right now, I just have like those black ones where you just, I don't know how many sheets it is, probably like 40 sheets or so. But I mean, I probably could do the 100 whatever sheets, but that's just kind of like what I have right now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Is there a favorite card in the PC? Is there a favorite funny one or any like one? Because you're digging in boxes all the time at these shows, I figure. You're probably finding a lot of random funny shit. Is there, what what hits with your nostalgia? Because like for me, it's like a lot of like, I don't know, like art, music artists that I listened to growing up, like the hip hop okay. guys. And then there's also like TV. Like I was obsessed with like 30 Rock, Parks and Rec, Community, The Office, those NBC shows. If I see guys in those shows, I love that shit. Um, you said Steve Carell. What card does Steve Carell have? I've never seen a Steve Carell card. Let me, uh, I might have it right over here. I always Let's just see, see those like fake prism cards that people make of the basketball episode of The Office that aren't actually real but look sick. Yeah, uh, so I have a, I got mine in a PSA. So this is a Pop 2 PSA 10. So, oh, there's the camera. So the people that, it's oh. from a, <laughs> It's from the uh, so 2011 Anchorman. So it's the Anchorman movies, Brick Tamland, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and it is a PSA 10. These ones are super tough in PSA 10s too because they're always off center. Yeah. Um, and so for those of you that are not watching um, or just listening to this, it's basically Steve Carell holding an umbrella um, with the Anchorman logo on it. So <laughs> I thought it was a pretty funny card. I picked it up for five bucks at a show. Um, and then it got a 10. So I thought that I was pretty pumped with that one. That's awesome. That So I actually know a little bit about that release. Um, I own a sealed pack of Anchorman 2011. Okay. <laughs> which is like, I think my only sealed pack that I might own in my life. But it came in DVD releases of Anchorman. Special edition huh. came with a pack of cards inside of the CD or the DVD case. So rare psa 10 of something that was initially released in a dvd case is pretty sick yeah i i had no idea it was it was released in a dvd that's actually pretty cool yeah <laughs> well i think you know leaf pop century kind of has a stronghold on the non-sports market but i feel like you know ruben we've talked about it it's one of ruben's main things i feel like is that he can bring in some more pop culture people into the collecting world he got we got little baby alan and ginter autos and random ass shit like that so i'm i'm intrigued to see what happens in 2024 um a question certified max that we ask everyone on the podcast um mm -hmm. he comes on is what is do you have a favorite set of all time and then second half second part of the question is hot takes about sets in general or parallels you can we kind of mix and match sets and parallel sets as a as a meaning here. Yep, I think my favorite sets would probably be, um, for for whatever reason, I like twenty sixteen top strata. I it's kind of a, a more obscure kind of random one, but I I started to back in twenty sixteen. I tried to um, make the complete set of the black parallel patch autographs because. You get the uh, MLB authentication ones on that. Um, I just, I don't know, for whatever reason, I kind of like that one. But growing up more, um, 2012 and 2013 Bowman Platinum was a pretty fun set for me and my brother. Um, that's where he pulled like most of those Mike Trout autos and a bunch of other kind of fun stuff. Um, yeah, I guess I would say something like that. 
But Man, I maybe top scrum sapphire update though. I mean, <laughs> that's given us a run for its money recently. But yeah, what were you saying? Oh, I was just gonna say I don't. I have never. I don't think I've ever even heard someone say the words top strata out loud. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not really a popular product, but um, for, for whatever reason, I, I really like the design of the patch autos from 2016, especially the black parallel ones. It's kind of like a black on black, like acetate auto. Um, I don't know. For whatever reason, I kind of like that one just from a collecting perspective. Yeah. Um, that makes yeah. sense. I, I'm going to have to look this up after the fact, do some TCDB hunting. Um, but <laughs> you you alluded to at the beginning of the, po- the podcast that you're a big minor league baseball fan. Um, do you – well, I know the, the, the Tacoma Rainiers are, like, infamous in the Pacific Northwest. Like, everyone – owns some sort of Rainier's gear and everyone yep. I have I have family who's in Seattle my first ever flight I went on well I guess not actual flight but I flew by myself from Oakland to Seattle when I was seven years old to stay with my my uncle and the cousin up there so Seattle has a special place in my heart as like the first place that I was roaming around <laughs> without my parents and yeah. uh, have a lot of love a lot of love for the Pacific Northwest um who are some of the prospects that lost you the most money over the years? And then who are also some of them that have made you some of the most money? Cause I'm sure you're going from 2012 and now there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of misses. There's a lot of like big home run hits. I feel like too, potentially. You know what the, the biggest lesson that I think I have figured out for myself is never invest in Seattle Mariners pro, or, uh, prospects. Cause they will never turn out. <laughs> I think, you know, I would always kind of buy, like, there was dudes 2012, like Alex Liddy, Nick Franklin, um, Dustin Ackley. Dust, I thought Dustin Ackley was going to be, like, amazing. He was the college – I think he was, like, the college player of the decade for the um, the 2000s. He was North Carolina and number two overall pick in the same uh, – I think he was the same draft as Trout, um, the 2009 MLB draft. And he, uh, he, he was solid his rookie season, but never really did end up anything other than that. But yeah. um, he probably missed on most of the Mariners prospects. Um, who did I buy into early? I'm trying to think back. I mean, I, would, I bought some Trout stuff like crazy cheap back when he was um, like in the minors. Um, I guess, yeah, would it have been in the minors? Yeah, but I mean, even when he when he got called up and stuff, like his his rookies were like ten bucks. I remember we got like three or four of his rookies at my local card shop just for like ten bucks a piece. And we're like, oh, those are kind of cool. Um, but the funny thing was, is back in twenty twenty eleven, the uh, the trout for the trout cards, like it was the tops card, and then like they were like selling like a card from the. 20 whatever national like a national exclusive card for like $40 and I decided to buy also buy that one so I probably could have bought four regular trout rookies for the price of like one of his national cards but like I was saying earlier kind of like with the prestige and prism stuff like different like back then stuff just had different values and everything <laughs> yeah fair enough fair enough I mean the trout the trout weird he has some weird cards I feel like they're like 20 the early 2010s like minor league heritage products like i feel like there's a lot of sneaky stuff from that too where yeah. you could have probably found a lot of that for nothing i think one mm-hmm. some guy on twitter posted a beckett issued from like 
June 2012, and it was like Eric Hosmer rookie from Update 150, Mike Trout one dollar or something. Like, <laughs> just to just to throw that perspective out there. Um, yeah, for for 2011 for 2011 update, they had the short prints in that set, and the short prints were like twenty dollars, and the Trout rookie would be like five bucks or something like that. Like you could get a Roberto Alomar short print, which is not really that much of a short print, but that would sell for twenty dollars. And then you get a trout rookie and it would sell for like a fourth of that, which is funny, but no, for real, that was ridiculous. Um, So as someone who was deep, deep in the game by 2020 hitting, what was that like for you just in general? Like you were already kind of deep. You had your own accounts already set up. You were already like, for lack of a better way of putting it, kind of like a certified person in the card world. Um, (laughs) What, what were like, what would, what were like the first big wins you had in 2020 and like kind of what just general, any like cool anecdotes that happened to you when that sort of, when that boom hit? I was, I mean, first I was actually kind of scared. Like, you know, are people still going to buy it to my breaks? Like, you know, cause they're probably more worried about the economy and more worried about anything. But I was, um, I was definitely wrong about that. Everything. It was so funny to see everything explode. Cause I'm used to like, you know, $60, $70 hobby boxes. And all of a sudden, um, when stuff started taking off in 2020, um, you could see just crazy prices and everything. And um, for me, though, I mean, most of my stuff was kind of buying and selling already. And so I didn't have like a whole lot of cards on hand. But um, yeah, some of the stuff I bought in 2020, um, I bought a ton of Otani, like Topps Chrome autographs, I guess I was more going into 2021. But I picked up four or five Otani Topps Chrome 2018 Ricky autos. And then by the end of that same year, I think those cards were like three or four grand a piece or something like that, which is crazy for like a, you know, $300 auto before the year. And then at the end of the year, it was like, maybe it was more like 2,500 at that time. But I think now they're more like five grand or something stupid like that. But that's a, that's not a bad guy to be early on though. Not bad at all. (laughs) Yeah. Um, for real. All right. Well, I think we're almost at time for eBay buys of the week slash just general buys of the week. But cards, Max, do you have any any funny certified Max stories? I know you guys have the same name. I mean, how many times has there been awkward <laughs> mix-ups or people getting... I feel like there got to be more people who are mainly mad at cards, Max, who maybe have misdirected... Uh, because there's a guy on Twitter whose name is TVP Sports Cards. And he's a known scammer. And people always are tweeting like at TVP Sports Cards, known scammer. And I'm always like, fuck, I hope people aren't reading that as my account. Um, oh, they totally are. <laughs> they totally are. Can I tell a, a quick funny story with like people getting the wrong thing? So um, I, I forget what year it was, 2021 or whatever, but that certified sports guarantee company the grading company um, like came out. And so like, I've been getting so many messages from people saying like, Hey, where's my order? Where's this thinking that I am the certified sports guarantee company when I'm just like certified sports cards or whatever that is. But <laughs> so people have been like reaching out to me um, like through message and stuff. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's, that's not me. It's <laughs> an entirely different thing, but I thought yeah. it was kind of funny. That is ridiculous. What happened to the website? <laughs> Was it certified sportscards.com? Is there still a website? Yeah, that's where I sell most of my breaks and everything. 
So oh, it's still up and running. I didn't yep. know that. That's sick. Well, check that out if you're trying to get into some sick breaks. Um, what's you don't break every product though. It seems like you do a lot of mixers. Like what's what are, what can you expect from your stream of, of breaks that you put out? Yeah, I'd say most of the time I do um, mixers. Just I I love Bowman and tops and all that kind of stuff. But um, most of the time it's mixers. But when there's a good product that comes out, I'll usually do a pick your team break. Um, like today I broke a 2023 draft Sapphire, a pick your team case. And that was pretty fun. I got a Paul Skeens auto to 50, a Langford auto to 99 and a couple other kind of fun ones. So is Brady um, in the, is in Bowman Chrome Sapphire? He's, he'll be in 2024 Bowman. Oh boy. Mm. Oh God. <laughs> and when are we going to, we're going to get LeBron James football and Tom Brady baseball dual autos pretty soon, I feel like. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. That would check out. Uh, Cards Max, do you have any stories to tell from the last few weeks unless you want to end before we go into uh, eBay buys of the week? Um, I wish I had more stories and I wish I had eBay buys to report. Dude, uh, yeah. All right, transitioning. Transitioning to transition. Um, I'll go first here. I have only bought, it is January 9th right now. I have bought one card on eBay this year. I am washed as fuck. But I did put on my first stack sale in two years the last week. So I don't really sell cards too much. Two years. I, I sell on eBay every once in a while when I have a bigger card, as Max knows, and Max Chagrin when I run 99 cent auctions on cards on eBay just because I want to get rid of them. Um, but I got motivated. I was home. I cleaned out a lot of stuff. I was like, all right, well, Joey Bart's officially a bust. Weissman's a bust. I got all these cards I accumulated in 2020 and 21. Like, I'll funnel these to Giants collectors and stuff. And then obviously I have like a bunch of other random shit that I've accumulated over the, the last couple of years. So put on it. It was fun. Um, I ended up making a bunch of trades, actually. I traded a 2009 Steph Curry Adrenaline rookie, which is like a card game uh one of his few rookies that actually has him in like the Warriors uni. Um, I had a copy that just didn't really care that much about. So I traded that to a guy who had a sick Sean Livingston patch from Noir from like 2017 or 18. Um, Sean Livingston, just one of my personal favorite Warriors and uh, doesn't have a ton of sick game used patch cards. So jumped on that one. That was a fun little swap. Really, my sale turned into a glorified like way of starting trades with people, which I thought was fun. Um, another big trade I made was with uh, Frank the Tank, Frank the Tank uh, Lubati. I traded him a one of one contenders optic auto of some Giants prospect that I pulled in a like three dollar break one time. Um, it was I forget his name, like Palmer Palmares, I think is his last name. Um, I wrote Palmares. Do you not know Drew Palmares? Oh, not oh. Drew Palmares. I know Drew Palmares. <laughs> Drew Pomeran sounds like a dude that would have been on the Mariners at one point, but probably wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I traded him that one of one because Frank deals in kind of those like rare ass cards a lot on his eBay. And he traded me a Neil Walker 2011 Hope Diamond Rookie Cup. Obviously a banger. Hope Diamond, everyone knows the GOAT. Um, a oh, 2008 Tops Obama Gold Parallel from the campaign insert set which I want to call out here as I was thinking about my goals of 2024 for collecting. I do hope that they do some political cards with the campaign coming up. Um, in the past, they have done some insert sets. I know in like 08, 
in 2012 or 11 they've done it i don't there wasn't a lot in 2016 that i can find like tops didn't do anything that's when leaf did their first decision set was 2016 um but that set is not something that i really find all that attractive as a collector i prefer the political inserts in sports card sets like they have done historically um so i hope to see some some innovation on tops um this year for the the election but i haven't heard anything about it leaf has been blowing up these decision sets now for the last few years doing a ton of them putting like kanye in them doing these really stupid relics and like nothing that is that cool they only ever do like cut autos no like interesting relics like you could do really interesting relics in the political world pretty easily also there's no licensing problems because if you're a public official your image can be used free reign by anybody so um did I'm you hoping... see what leaf did to did you see what leaf did today not nah, what they do today they speaking about public images the the mickey mouse image of steamboat willie yeah they made an entire set based off of that today because after 95 whatever years it became public domain and so leaf and i think brian gray also tried to do it because he's starting his own company um i don't remember what the company was called but he's also doing like this steamboat willie like chase the parallels and everything like that so i thought that was kind of funny i literally just saw that before i popped on this little podcast (laughs) oh my god i can't believe brian gray's still out here cards max have you been following brian gray post leaf i have not he goes (laughs) to card shows though right like he's active buying am i am i wrong i heard he's a whatnot streamer or something i i don't know i have nothing to say whatnot streamer jesus christ i think i don't know all right. Well, those are my main my main buys, uh, trades. I guess technically, my one card I did buy on eBay was a smashed bin on a 2019 mosaic Clay Thompson blue out of 99 because someone had it listed for two dollars plus one dollar shipping. Uh, that was kind of easy money, <laughs> just because first I actually kind of like the first year mosaic. I mean, if you're gonna like any year of that mosaic, it seems like they're kind of just making extremely minor design changes to the initial 2019 design every year now so figure if i'm ever gonna buy like a and obviously the blue parallels out of 99 for mosaic pretty sick so three bucks shipped i'm like come on i those are just easy money for me uh so that was my one actually i bought a here's a here's a question for you guys do you think if i showed you a picture of and maybe this will only happen in 2020 but you know how they do the complete set parallels in 2020 and they were like solid colors. Now they do the stars, right? I think. Am for for what set? Like complete set. Sorry, I did a terrible job prefacing this. Like flagship <laughs> flagship complete sets. They do the very, you know, they do the parallel sets. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Now now they make them all the stars. But in 2020, they were solid colors. And shout out Logan. Logan actually racked me the Logan Webb Orange, which is print run 99, not serial numbered. But I bought a 2020 Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Rookie Cup 2020 flagship blue out of 299 complete set variation that looks identical to like the Walmart blue from the same year. And I can see why now Tobbs has gone away from it. But I was able to snag that for $1.65 free shipping. So I was very hyped about that. That'll be my, that's, <laughs> yeah, my, that's, end of my, that's my end of my, uh, my eBay buys. <laughs> Who wants to go next? I, I only have an eBay um, sale. Yeah, you only sure. have an eBay sale. <laughs> I mean, my stuff that I bought on eBay 
probably nothing PC, nothing fun, but I mean, I guess some of it's just, just kind of like a bunch of Bowman first autos. We got a Jonathan Classe first Bowman auto, Drew Gilbert, um, Ray Wave auto. I, I guess I bought uh, an Adley Rutschman Chrome Update Sapphire auto to 50, and he's a redemption, so I bought that. Um, I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff from the past couple of days. You're so you're in, this is buying prospect time. Is that is that what I'm hearing? It's I'm sure you're always yep, buy it's off season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I kind of have a list of probably thirty guys that I'm kind of and I've been buying usually a couple autos per day or something like that. I'll just kind of put them all through the eBay snipe thing, and then all of a sudden I'll look at my purchases and see what got auto paid or what <laughs> all that kind of stuff that went through. But so. How are you how you prospect? Like what what are you looking at? Like what information do you look at to decide if you like a guy? I mean, I'm you know, I'll normally break all the products and so I know what teams are more expensive and what teams, you know, are cheaper. And then from there I look at, you know, like, hey, I wonder what this guy's stats are. And I look at, you know, basically like um, you know, all basically kind of all their stats and you know, if it's a guy that has you know, what do people like, you know, selling wise, they like guys that are kind of flashy and they like guys that hit for power. And so if it's a guy that hits for power, has a solid batting average and on base percentage and everything else that goes into that, I'll be like, Oh, and it, as long as he's, you know, semi young and still has some promise and stuff, I'll be like, eh, might as well pick up a few autos and grade them and then see how, see how he kind of does from there. So. Seems like a good strategy. You're not going too deep on it, but you know, you're seeing what the market is kind of telling you, checking some yeah. the, the major stats. Seems like a good strategy. Well, I right, cards max. I don't care if you don't have any eBay buys. At least tell me what you bought in Vegas or something. Um, I doubled down and bought a second BGS 10 Shohei Otani 2017. That's his kind of first Bowman prospect card. He's wearing the Japan team Japan jersey. And I now own two BGS 10s, which means they're obviously pristine, but pristine pickups as well. And I don't really, it was, again, it wasn't too action-packed of an early 2024 to late 2023, and I think the world is going to awaken again soon. Yeah. Um, I forgot one topic, though, that I wanted to bring up with you guys, which is uh, the Dodgers, fuck the Dodgers, signed Yamamoto, the pitcher. Um <laughs> He has cards that are all very official. Um, if you were someone who was looking to stash one for the long term, not saying that you're looking to maybe maybe give a more nuanced take than this, maybe if you were looking to make money in the short term too, but um, out of the products that have been released for this guy, which ones do you think will be the most desirable post-Major League uniform cards? I mean, it seems like he has these like Topps Chrome cards that seem... Like people like them, even the base ones. Um, but I know there's like certified Japanese league cards that are created long before this year. Um, have you guys looked into that at all? I mean, I think you can kind of look at what Otani cards. You can kind of just look at what his because he was he was in the same sets, the MPB and all those other um, sets that they made back then. Um, so. I mean, I don't, some of the Otani stuff sells for quite a bit, some of the earlier stuff, but also there's just so many different sets back then that I think his first kind of like US cards in a Dodgers uniform will probably sell for quite a bit and probably hold the most value, I would think. That makes sense. Cards, Max, I'm guessing you just don't have an opinion on this. Um, They're cool. 
I think they're a little bit akin to minor league team set cards, but obviously way more vastly produced. And obviously they're superstars overseas and when minor league players aren't necessarily superstars here. But I think they allow for a sect of collecting that I appreciate. Fair enough. He's not in the... Speaking about... Sorry. Speaking about... Um, oh, no, no you, you got it. You got it. Well, just real quick. He's not in the World Baseball Classic set, right? Uh, No, he's not. No. I would have thought he would be, but he's not. Okay, cool. My but bad. I was just... No, no. Yeah, yeah, you're good. I was just saying that just on the, the Yamamoto hype, um, I sold a, a base tops now um, BGS 10 for $300 on eBay. Just a base base tops now card. I mean, it's a BGS 10, but you know, I bought it, I got it for free with like the tops now rewards and then graded it for $17 or whatever. And then um, someone paid 300 bucks on eBay because I mean, when, when guys sign like internationally and stuff, and if they have like any cards, especially graded ones on eBay, um, I think that might be the best kind of thing to do now. You'd look at buying some Roki Sasaki cards and then just grading those and having PSA 10s of Roki Sasaki stuff and then just selling them. I think he's supposed to get posted either next year or the year after that. And it'll probably be kind of like the same thing as Yamamoto. Yeah, Sasaki stuff is going to be crazy. Is he yep. is he in the World Baseball Classic sets? Or at least like... He the- is. All right, cool. Yep, so I pulled, a, pulled one out of 25 of him the other day. I guess I wasn't giving Tops credit for, and they did have Bowman World Baseball Classic inserts. I forgot about those. Uh, those are pretty sick. I've seen, and then they did have them in flagship as well. They did have those inserts, but um, you know, do we want to rip? Do we want to rip a box of the WBC? Yeah, was, would you rather not? I think I think it? you got to rip it for the people that made it this far in the episode. Um, All right, let's see. Let's see what we get. We currently. I'll do a little play-by-play right now. We are ripping a box of 2023 World Baseball Classic. Let's so go. You get Let's one go. pack, one pack in it. You get 10 cards in each pack. Oh, damn. So let's see. I love this. Let's... I love the sound. The sounds of the pack opening really just hit hit different. <laughs> All right, let's oh, see so... what we got. Oh, they give you the clear, the clear box. It comes, yeah, it's almost like an HGA box or something, but... All right, let's see what we got. I love the set so much. We have an, ooh, we have a black out of ten, ooh. a black out of ten, and an orange. All right, That's first sweet. card is going to be JT Real Muto for USA. All right, can we get a number two? We have Darnell Sweeney for Great Britain. Should not be allowed in the baseball World Baseball Classic. <laughs> number three, we have a Nolan Arenado for USA. I love the We foil. have a parallel. Oh, we have Yoshida to 99. Ooh. That's cool. So Masataka Yoshida, ice parallel for Team Japan to 99. And then we have a black parallel behind this. So let's see what this is. Is it backwards? For, no. Not backwards, but it's going to be for Mexico, Alec Thomas. Not, <laughs> so not the best parallel, but that's out of 10. That's kind of cool. Two out of 10, Alec Thomas for uh, Mexico. And then we have Xander Bogarts, and I think we have an orange auto actually. So I think this is going to be the auto. Let's do the uh, little reveal right here. See if we can figure out who it is. I think that's Sal Frelick, right? Yeah, Sal Frelick auto to twenty-five for Team Italy. So that's kind of cool. Team Italy, nice. Sal Frelick auto, orange to twenty-five, and then we got 
uh, Bobby Wood Jr. for Team USA. Dean, like that's what I'm saying. We got random, you know, Dean Kremer for Team Israel, and then uh, uh, Jin Yang for China. So. China has the sickest logo out of any of those logos. I think they have. That's a, true. Yeah, they do kind of have a fun little logo on that. <laughs> Max, do you have any? Uh, what's your go-to for break? Like you break and you have to talk while you're yeah. breaking. Like, are you? Uh-huh. Do you feel like you're like a sports announcer a little bit? Like, what's your? Do you have a strategy, or are you just reading off names, or do you give your? Thoughts? I mean, it's not like I'm. I I have a full on podcast while I'm <laughs> while I'm breaking or anything. I mean, you can fill a whole lot of time when you're like ripping the cards and then talk. Basically, you're just ripping the cards and then talking about the cards. Um, you know, when you rip them and stuff. But uh, every now and then, I'll probably go on a little spiel on something. But most of the time, it's just kind of naming off what we pull and what we're looking for and everything else kind of like that. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, where can people find you during the week? Like as far as my, like what I'm doing during the day or like reaching out to me. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you want to stalk you, if you want to just, if you want to follow your happenings on social media. What, uh, oh, okay. What yeah. yeah. Yep. On Twitter cert- at certified cards and then YouTube certified sports cards um, and then my breaking YouTube channel was certified breaks. And then I also have an Instagram, which is uh, certified sports cards. So, well, thanks for coming on. It was an absolute blast to have you in here a little bit more. Um, we've crossed paths a bunch, but hadn't really talked super in depth. <laughs> yep. so it was great to get to know you a little bit better. Um, cards, Max, you got any final thoughts for us? You have any uh, final rants? I mean, you've been kind of subdued this week and I, and I have, we have some, yeah, I'm not going to give any other context to that. I just had the best break the golden, the golden breaking voice go over a box break with me. So you can't blame me for being subdued. No, no, you can't. And, uh, first box ever ripped on camera on the podcast. We, I did rip a box of 2007 tops update at the national when we recorded live. And I ripped that on stage and pulled some bad, some bad stuff. Nothing, nothing great. But, uh, that was fun. Uh, it is. I enjoy. I appreciate you giving us the the audio version of the break as well. I I don't know how I feel about top sending these packs, these cards in packs, but then are then in these cases like I. It's a lot of packaging. I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> yeah. it. Well, Max, I'm sure we'll have you on again in the future at some point. Um, go Mariners. What, wait, what, real quick, what's like, what's the, what's the Pacific Northwest collecting scene like? Who's the, who's the most collected Mariner? I'm guessing it's Ichiro and then no one. I mean, right now it's probably Julio. Everyone's trying to get the Julio stuff, but um, Griffey, I think Griffey's still number one, Ichiro number two. And then there's a bunch of other guys like Edgar Martinez, Jay Buhner, and all that kind of stuff that people have their PCs of, but it's kind of basically just, a bunch of Griffey collectors and guys that like Ichiro and then um, just all kind of the current players like Julio and everything like that. And famous Jared Kalenic, Kalenic collector <laughs> logo. Um, well, yep. bring, let's, the, the final thought here will be, let's bring the Sonics back to Seattle. Um, I think everyone Very true. wants that. So yep. on that note, peace out, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Next week, just me and Max. I will get all the the dirt out of Max because I'm sure he didn't give us all the Vegas details. No, I did. It was a pretty, it was a pretty lackluster show. <laughs>